When the guys asked me what my perfect night would be, I told them the truth. Beer and board games. They thought I was kidding. I was not kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means that it is episode 133 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. God bless America. God bless America. God bless you, listener, for listening. Uh, I am your host, Eric Walquist. Joining me this week, as he does every single week, is the other host of this show. His name is... Jesse Wilson. Eric, uh, I've drank a lot of beer today. Oh, good. (laughs) This should be a great podcast. I got caught up in a conversation at a bar. Mm -hmm. And you know how that goes where it's like, I finished my beer, but the guy I'm talking to has a full beer. So mm -hmm. I'm going to order another one. Then he's halfway done and you're still working on yours. So he orders another one Mm -hmm. and you're caught in this like Mexican drink off. Yep. Infinity beer. Well, that'll happen every once in a while. And then you record a podcast. So I suppose you won the drink off? You know... I like to think that uh, there are no losers in a Mexican drink cop, only winners. I like to think that everybody loses. <laughs> <laughs> Not the uh, proprietor. Well, there you go. Uh, Jesse, uh, how was your week? Good. I played in a uh, Magic the Gathering league Ooh, yesterday. Wow. Taking it to the next level. Yeah. I joined late. Uh-huh. It, was, it was the third game. So I guess the league goes for five games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I joined in game three right. out of five. So okay. I was at a marked disadvantage right. for sure. Well, what's the format? So what are you guys playing? Uh, three best of three matches. How do you get your cards together? Well, uh, week one, uh-huh. you buy six booster packs, and then you get, you buy a additional booster pack each week to supplement your deck. Okay. So it's like and a, you can it's trade. A, it's a sealed tournament. Oh, cool. There's trades. Yeah, so you can trade. Mm. Basically, all the cards that are purchased are contained, and then uh, it's up to people to build their deck and trade within that uh, parameter. So it's like fantasy football, but for Magic players in Port Townsend only. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Okay, what what kind of deck did you build? I did a black-white Vorzov. Oh, nicely done. Just straight-up black-white? Yeah, I, well, the thing is, I I had about seven minutes to build my deck. Oh wow! Before play, uh-huh. so uh, I I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna mess with a tricolor deck. Mm-hmm. So I I basically just made the best black white deck I could in that period of time, and I did. I had one win, one loss, one tie. Yeah, that's not bad. Well, I one think tie. it's pretty damn good for coming in uh, late. How did you tie? Uh, basically, our games took so long that uh, I won the first mat, first game of the match. He won the second game of the match, and by the time the third game of the match would have begun, time was already over. Yeah, so. and you only play one person. No, you play three. Oh, okay. Three best of threes. Got it. Well, it was you- fun. I pulled I pulled a mythic rare and built my deck Ooh, around that, which helped a lot. Excellent. It's a uh, 
it's two colorless, two black, two white for a five five creature. Uh-huh. He, he comes into play. You gain two life. Your opponent loses two life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at during your end step, you may choose to exile him. If you do, he comes back into play at the your upkeep step oh. with haste. But then you can come in, and if you have Orzhov, then you can extort him for as many extorts as you have. So you not only do two life, then you get any other life with an extort. I don't know if that... Oh, well, yeah. He's a spell, works. baby. Does... Yeah, but you're not casting the spell because you're not paying the mana cost. Right, I think just... Un- but the first time he comes on the play, you can do that. Oh, yeah, you can. But really, he just comes... He keeps coming back every turn and hurting mm. your opponent. It was... He won me every game that I won. Excellent. because I... And this it has was- been magic time. <laughs> Our listeners love it, damn it. Magic, 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 mo- magic Mike, magic moons, magic the gathering. Anyway... I had a good week, too. It was Liddy's birthday this week, so we went to Vashon Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed in Didn't a... Did you have a bad experience there last time? No, I haven't been to... Oh, that was... Wid... Oh, I went to... We didn't go to Vashon. We got went to Whidbey Island. I always get my islands mixed up. Ah. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. <laughs> uh, Whidbey Island's pretty cool. Did you see any jet fighters? I did not see any jet fighters, but I did see a puppet shop... And somebody might have got somebody's baby a puppet. Is it a creepy puppet? It's kind of creepy, but it's cool. Awesome. I'm trying to buy your daughter non-gender specific toys. So she might have a dragon on a hand coming her way. <laughs> That's That sounds all right. Yeah, there you go. Right on. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, that was fun. We had a good weekend. We had a party here on Monday night. It was, we had a photo booth. It was all, it was, it was a good time. Uh, we put on nature documentaries on silence during the party. That was a big win. Hmm. Uh, this goes back to college. Like back in college when, uh, our parties were a little crazier, maybe fueled by a little bit of crazier stuff. Uh, we like Mountain Dew, like Total Mountain Dew. Um, we would put on cartoons on silent during parties. Uh, and so I was like, well, more and more refined now. So let's go ahead and just put on nature documentaries, which is just as mind blowing. Uh, so anyway, has cartoons. Yes, <laughs> I would. I would maybe lobby for more mind blowing. Uh, well, you you apparently haven't seen Search for the Wolverine. Hmm, because it's mind blowing. I've I've seen a lot of Ren and Stimpy, and I feel like that's about as mind blowing as a cartoon can get. Oh, I'm sorry, I was talking about the nature documentary. <laughs> <laughs> you thought like Search for the Wolverine was like an X Men comic, <laughs> like an X Men cartoon. Oh, uh, anyway, so all in all, pretty good week. Jesse, what are you drinking this week? I'm drinking free beer from work. Cool. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking uh, wine. I'm classing it up. Uh, one thing we what? Mm-hmm. I uh, <laughs> I so this is one thing you know. If you have an adult party, people bring you wine. Uh huh. And uh, so I'm drinking the Pepperwood Grove Cabernet Sauvignon, the groovy green bottle. Seventeen wine enthusiast best buys, twenty one spectator best buys, and. Uh, and I'm just sipping on some wine this week. Mm. Did you bite your tongue? Mm-mm. <laughs> what are you doing? 
Is your mouth full? Are you laugh? Are you trying to laugh, but you're trying to swallow at the same time? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so anyway, I'm drinking wine. Never drink wine on this podcast again, Eric. Okay, fine. All right. I'm just trying to class it up a little bit. The ladies on the Bacusha sound like they're having such a good time. Wine is not class. Why is wine class? It's just, it's grapes. Mm-hmm. It's grapes that some Italian stepped on <laughs> with bare feet and then it was left out for spontaneous fermentation. There's nothing classy about it. Your description of the winemaking process is, is spot on. <laughs> uh, I've read a book or two. Well, the thing that I, I think the thing that I also think is hilarious about it is like beer is seen as less refined as wine. But it takes way more work. It takes way more work, and wine is way more alcohol content. So, like, you can get drunk a lot faster off of wine than you can off of beer. So, in a lot of ways, beer is the more gentlemanly drink because you're not going to get a little. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Beer is the working man's drink. Yeah. The reason I'm opposed to you drinking wine on the podcast is because this isn't some bougie, you know, uh, czarist, mm-hmm. uh, uh, upper, upper crust podcast. This is a working man's podcast. Damn mm. it. All right. Well, speaking of bougie czarist, uh, stuff. Who's Great this? football player, cornerback, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bougie czarist. Who's this yeah. episode dedicated to, Jesse? Well, actually, speaking of football, Mm -hmm. um, did you hear about the new recruit for Alabama? No. The freshman coming in, he's playing um, uh, defensive tackle. Okay. Which means he is on the defensive line. Right. His name is D-E-E Liner. D-Liner. His last name's Liner? Yes. Wow. And he plays on the defensive line. That's awesome. Liner. Wow. How great is that? That is really cool. So possibly the most spot on yeah. name in sports history. Way to go, parents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to name my child Mariner Spitcher. <laughs> I'm, na- I'm renaming my daughter Multi-Millionaire. <laughs> Hello, Multi. <laughs> I prefer Ms. Millionaire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, millionaire would be the middle name. Oh well, you know I, I'm not that I, I'm not that signed off on Wilson. Well, I think yeah, D liner man, go for it. Way to yeah, go! I love it. Big win this week. Uh, so uh, and uh, and listener feedback this week, we got a bunch of stuff on our Facebook page. Uh, each week we uh, we post on our Facebook page asking if you have any last minute topics or feedback that you'd like us to talk about on the show. Uh, we got a couple things that we'll hit in the middle of the show, but I wanted to uh, just hit on some things. Jacob Jones Martinez, loyal listener, says, have you guys done a How We Record This Podcast show? My brother and I have a podcast, and we're not in the same place either, so I'm curious how you guys record. Uh, we're just on Skype. We're just Skyping Jesse in. Uh, we have a, a Behringer Xenix 802 board, and I run everything into the board, and then I run it out into my computer, and uh, we record on Audacity. Eric makes it sound simple. I've tried to replicate what he does, <laughs> and it's impossible. It's nearly impossible. Uh, the number it one thing. It requires some sort of advanced degree. <laughs> I do have a degree in communication. I know, exactly. I'm, uh, I'm not being sarcastic. Uh, well, Jacob, the number one thing you have to re- remember, and it's the number one rule of AV, is what goes in must come out. So <laughs> just remember that, and you'll be golden. 
Uh, and let us know and, what your podcast um, is. Hey, I, I appreciate you being classy and not like trying to plug your podcast on our podcast, but we would be happy to. Yeah, just let us know what your podcast is called. Because uh, I want to listen to that. Why not? Uh, 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 James Patterson, he's uh, he wrote in again this week. He says, I can't remember if I ever heard you guys talk about music. Have you guys heard anything cool slash what do you like? Jesse, what do you like music-wise? Actually, my boss just asked me this today. He asked what my favorite band was. Uh-huh. Uh, I wanted to answer the White Stripes, but I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think that Jack White is my favorite songwriter. Yeah, also greatest living guitarist, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, I think there's an argument there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the White Stripes are my favorite band. Okay. I think my favorite band is the Animal Collective. Well, there you go. I love the uh, the elephant in that band. I think he, I think he's related to Max Rebo. <laughs> it is Max Rebo. <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite band's uh, Death Cab for Cutie. I don't know. The thing about it is, like, I put together this wedding dance mix for for my wedding, which was in December, and so I've been listening to, like nothing but poppy dance music, and now I'm kind of uh, past that phase. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm kind of searching for, like, the next thing to grasp onto. And so I've been kind of revisiting my roots. So, like, I just downloaded the Arcade Fire Suburbs album again today because um, mm-hmm. for some reason I didn't have it in my iTunes. I love that album. I'm just trying I'm, – I'm in the searching mode right now. So, uh, James, if you have any suggestions, please uh, go ahead and send them over, personalarrogance.gmail.com, or you can put it on our Facebook page. Uh, and Eric, then- have you heard that new um, Postal Service song? Uh, I think so. I think I listened to it once. They've been playing it on the air a lot. I uh-huh. think it's kind of whack. Yeah, it's the whole thing of, well, this is the thing. So Transatlanticism was the best uh, Death Cab album, and, and uh, the Postal Service uh, album is also an amazing, amazing album. Um, But now we're in this phase where Ben Gibbard has done a lot of stuff, and it's all been really uh great. But now he's at the phase of his life where he's just saying, well, now I'm just going to do whatever I want. And uh, everybody's still on board because he's Ben Gibbard. But at the same time, um, you know, Give Up was 10 years ago. They just I think they just released the 10th anniversary edition of it. Uh, And, you know, that was the heyday. And that's why I love the Postal Service because, like, that was when I was in late high school, early college was when I got in the Postal Service and Death Cab. And I was, you know, it was very instrument it's one of those bands that like you look back on and it kind of shapes a, a time in your life it was instrumental it was instrumental uh so anyway you know he's in a phase he's he's in the p- part of his career right now where especially in seattle he's got a lot of cred and they're gonna play whatever he puts on the air right uh, but i i do think that probably ben gibbard's best writing days are behind him that said i buy every death cab album that comes out and listen to it religiously until it's broken down in my mind See, that's the thing. When uh, yeah. he got divorced from Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. uh, everyone thought that all of his songwriting was going to improve. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was getting too happy there for a while. We need melancholy Ben Gibber back. Exactly. Yeah. And it's been a kind of a rough winter. We need Bremertonian back. He needs to move to Bremerton for like a year. <laughs> oh, he, that'll he, really depress him. He needs to take a cue from MXPX and move to Bremerton <sighs> for a year. I, work in the shipyard and then write songs oh, at night. God. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so uh, James, please uh, let us know 
if there's any cool stuff out there that you that you would recommend to us. Uh, Jason Cornelius put us on uh, uh, cued us into this uh, Huffington Post uh, article where a professor strips down and plays 9/11 footage to introduce a quantum mechanics class. Did you watch this video, Jesse? No, uh, somehow apparently I missed all of this feedback. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I thought I thought I was on top of things, but anyway, this uh, this professor, he's a quantum mechanics professor at Ivy League school, Columbia University in New York, and there's a video of his intro to the class, and he's got uh, like uh, like the misfits skull guy, and it says quantum mechanics on the screen, uh, and then he takes off his clothes and then puts on a black suit. And then plays footage of Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein and the 9-11 attacks and Hitler and the Third Reich. And, uh, and the reason why he does this, apparently, um, is because he says, in order to learn quantum mechanics, you have to strip to your raw, erase all the garbage from your brain and start over again. Uh, so anyway, this video hit the, hit the net. It hit the web. And apparently a bunch of parents got pissed off that they're paying uh, $60,000 a year for their children to get this kind of education. So uh, so Columbia um, responded by saying, Universities are committed to maintaining a climate of academic freedom in which the faculty members are given the widest possible latitude in their teaching and scholarship. However, the freedoms traditionally accorded to the faculty carry corresponding responsibilities. Columbia's faculty handbook states, in conducting their classes, faculty should promote an atmosphere of mutual tolerance, respect, and civility, and should confine their classes to the subject matter covered by their courses. While one must exercise caution in judging excerpts from a lecture or short presentations from an entire course outside of their full context, the appropriate academic administrators are currently reviewing the facts of this particular presentation in quantum mechanics. Was it like pro 9/11 no, or something? No, it was just images. Like they showed the planes crashing into the towers, and then they showed a bunch of dictators, and they showed like the Third Reich marching and stuff. That's fine. And they also had two, uh, two like I'm guessing their TAs come out in black outfits and chop up uh, stuffed animals with swords. So, I mean, it all sounds kind of pointless, but right, but it is so a- is quantum mechanics. <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Ladies know what I'm talking about. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, this is this guy's class and he's an Ivy League professor and he's, if he is a quantum mechanics guy, he's probably a little nutso. So let him do his thing. Yeah. I don't know. He's probably just trying to shock some suburban kids. He's trying to make quantum mechanics really interesting and Uh more power to him. Yeah. Yeah. He he maybe dipped a little too much into the history professor's slideshow. Yeah. From the earlier, uh... (laughs) Class. Really? Hey, can you just leave this? <laughs> yeah, just leave this here. It's kind of interesting. It. Wow. Yeah. You have a lot of powerful images here. <laughs> this will wake up the kids. Yeah, I can melt. I can morph this into something weird. Yeah, we well, can work this. I mean, you you col- you you collapse a wave function, and mm-hmm. I mean, anything can really happen. <laughs> and then finally, that's as good as I can do when it comes to quantum mechanics humor. <laughs> Better than I can. String theory or something. Uh, Joshua Canales is our final, uh, listener feedback this week. He wrote a very cryptic message. I'm just going to read it word for word and, uh, and we'll, 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 we'll just go from there. Uh, he says, Hey guys, a quick stop to say, get off my back. Get off my back, Joshua. Get off my back. Uh, can't find my raccoon phone, but I found a way to communicate. 
a few things to say, and I will stop typing to listen. Do you guys have iPhones? <laughs> That's his first question. <laughs> I have an iPhone. Jesse, you don't have an iPhone, do you? No, sir. Okay. Whatever happened to Hex Number Number? Hex 19, the podcast that that uh, that filled in, they were guest hosts. Uh, they're a Canadian podcast, and I believe they're still around. Just go to Hex19.com and listen to the yeah, Hex19 decaf. Geek, decaf. Uh, geek cast. Um, decaf. The decaf geek cast. Yeah, two, a bunch of Canadians, four Canadians from Calgary, not from Calgary, from Edmonton, Alberta, spouting poetic about Canadian nerd stuff. Uh, and then, and last but not least, I recommend We're Alive, a zombie podcast. I've seen, I've came, O-Face, I've posted, pencil me in, guys. And uh, Joshua, you can consider yourself penciled in. Uh, and thank you for writing us. Uh, so that's listener feedback for this week. Uh, once again, you can always find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a personal arrogance page and we also have our bald move page. Uh, we're on both. Uh, we appreciate you following both. And, uh, you can, uh, write us an email, personal arrogance at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail. Didn't get a voicemail this week, guys, and left us with heavy hearts. So please give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. Jesse, you're ready for a tiny little Matt roll off. Uh, I couldn't be more ready. In okay. fact, I was born and incarnated in the past life, pre-incarnated, mm-hmm. ready. Okay, great. So uh, we're each going to roll a 20-sided dice, see who gets top first on the cast, and here we go. I rolled a whopping four. I rolled a 14. Well, that I, I believe – let me check the quantum math. Yes, you beat me there. <laughs> Are we in base 12? Are we in base negative 10? <laughs> because then I think I won. Maybe. Maybe base <laughs> negative 11. Uh, so uh, so my first topic this week is actually also going to come from our Facebook page. Um, this one uh, comes to us then from no other than our good friend Chris Mansfield. He says, uh, you each are tasked. Jesse, this is our, this is our, uh, this is our task. Uh, he says, you are each tasked with picking five a five-person super awesome superhero slash villain dodgeball team, Marvel or DC. Who do you choose and why? Post a poll on the Facebook page and we'll choose the winning team. Your move, arrogance, draft wisely. Get off my back. Get off my get back. Get off my back. Get off my back, Chris. All right, Jesse. So we're going to do this draft style. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope your dice is handy because we're going to have to roll to see who gets to pick first. Yes. But the rules are we're drafting a five-person dodgeball team using only characters from the DC or Marvel universes. Okay? So uh, here we go. We're going to roll one more time, and we're rolling. How do I roll a four again? Oh, I rolled a 12. Well, great. All right. So my fr- I get first pick, and I don't think that you can pick anybody else uh, but Gambit first. You gotta be kidding me! Well, he's gonna charge up a ball, and he's gonna throw it, and it's gonna be super accurate. Mm. Plus, he's my favorite X Man. Well, um, <laughs> Eric, I'm picking Magneto. Why? He's my team captain. There's and no. You'll find out in a second why. Oh God! All right, <laughs> who am I? Who, who do I have to pick defensively now? Uh, so we can turn. So we're both going uh, Marvel here. It looks like. 
Well, does it have to be Marvel or DC, or does I guess can you go, not? Can it cross? Well, why, why paint ourselves into a corner? All right. Uh, well, shit. Okay, uh, I'm trying to pick. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I mean, hmm. all right. Well, I'm just gonna pick my next pick. Uh, another another guy with a great arm and uh, a good skills at throwing things, and that's gonna be the Green Goblin. Not to mention he can fly <laughs> around, which is good for agility as well. Mm-hmm. So Gambit That's is great. my sharpshooter, and then uh, and then Green Goblin is going to be my kind of dual threat. Great. Okay. Iron Man, your turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, my third pick is going to be uh, none other than Plastic Man, because he will be impossible to hit. Uh, he'll just stretch around all the balls and it will be impossible to hit him. So okay. he's, he's my, uh, he's my, uh, he's my, uh, defensive guy. Uh, Wolverine, your turn. Okay. Wolverine's going to be good at catching the balls, but, uh, not going to be good at throwing them afterward because he'll be deflated. <laughs> uh,. <laughs> <laughs> My number five goes along with this. Uh, it's going to be the Invisible Woman because she is also going to be nearly impossible to hit because she's invisible. Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. Fantastic Four. All right, Jesse, uh, who's my, your fourth pick? Uh, you, you know in the, the X-Men movies, that mm-hmm. chick who's uh, like Wolverine, she has the yes. same like metal skeleton? Yeah, Weapon X, I believe, is her name. Uh-huh. I want her. Okay. Your this turn. Is, this is interesting because you have the uh, villains and like I don't know how the team dynamics going to be, but okay, you'll see. I, I, I'm uh, right. I'm putting together a Machiavellian team here. Okay, fine. You're doing strategic. So mm-hmm. I got two throwers, and I've got two defensive people. So my final pick is going to be somebody who's a leader, somebody who's a badass, and somebody who has got the strategic vision to pull off. A great team plan, and it's got to be Batman. Batman is pick number five. Pretty solid. Okay, okay, so my pick number five. Yep. I'm, I'm dipping into DC as well. Good. And uh, I'm. <clears throat> this is the most literal interpretation possible. The Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Superman. Wow. So we got a great team rivalry going here. Right. So here's my thing. Okay. I got. Uh, I got Iron Man. Yep. He wears a suit of iron. Right. I got Wolverine. His bones are made of metal. Great. I got um Weapon X. Uh, uh Weapon X. Yeah. Her bones are made of metal, and I have the Man of Steel. They all have metal components, <laughs> and who is my ringling leader? None other than Magneto. He, like the puppet master, <laughs> will fly them through the air, deflecting dodgeballs using. Using them as weapons themselves to uh-huh. knock the dodgeballs back at your own players, unbeatable. Maybe I just unbeatable. Think, I just think it's going to be nearly impossible to hit Plastic Man and the Invisible Woman. It doesn't even matter. I'm flinging Wolverine through the air like a freaking <laughs> rag doll. Well, you can't throw a person. You can't cross the line. This is well, where this is where your theory falls apart. Is you can't no. cross the middle line. I'm not throwing Wolverine. I'm using him like a ping pong paddle. Okay. Oh, you're... A, a ball comes at me, 
flick of the wrist, flick of the wrist Iron Man, flick of the wrist Weapon X, flick of the wrist Superman. They're just flying right off their torsos back into your faces. Unbeatable. But this is the thing, Jesse. Unless they catch the ball, then they're out. You can't just Unless bounce it, it off of them. Unless it ricochets off them and hits you. I don't think that's true. That is a rule. I don't think that's a rule. <laughs> that's a total rule. Uh, it doesn't matter. Even if they go out, uh, the rule states mm-hmm. if you're hit by a ball, then uh, you can't have both your feet on the court. So he just uses you as a weapon. Okay. <laughs> Wolverine's not playing. He's He's being used as a paddle. Excellent. Okay. He's a ping pong paddle. He's not a player. Did they ever? Did they ever explore that about like Magneto just like trying to rip Wolverine apart from the inside? Base. Yeah. Well. Uh. Basically, Wolf. Uh. Magneto can control Wolverine. Mm. If we're talking adamantium Wolverine, Mm -hmm. because he can control his bones, but Wolverine can heal fast so right. like he can heal faster than you could tear the skeleton out of him right it would be extremely painful basically wolverine is neutralized by magneto interesting mm-hmm. um all right well it's up to and that you. makes for a great team <laughs> <laughs> i also like that you're assuming that man of steel means that superman is actually made of steel I think he's a solid choice. He's like regardless. A, he's a T one thousand wrapped in. <laughs> That's his secret. That's what I meant by yeah. a very literal interpretation of the Man of Steel. Yeah, he's got the laser eyes and everything. He's a T one thousand. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I think you're onto something mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listener, this is up to you. We're gonna post the poll on our Facebook page. Uh, do a quick rundown one more time. Jesse's uh, dodgeball team is Magneto. Wolverine, Weapon X, uh, Superman, and... Iron Man. Iron Man, and... He's <laughs> getting rattled in it soon. God, that hurts. Uh, and then my team is the Green Goblin, Gambit, Plastic Man, the Invisible Woman, and Batman. Uh, Batman being the strategic mind who will bring it all together. If there's one guy who can figure out how to beat Magneto, it's, it's the Dark Knight. So, anyway. I got freaking soups on my team, dog. Soups, dude. Batman, Batman not afraid of no soups. Uh, I believe canonically, yes, he is. He is nigh afraid of Superman. Well, they're kind of besties. They're like, they're like best frenemies. They're frenemies. It's like us and Bald Move. Exactly. Best frenemies forever. Uh, so anyway, we're going to put this on our Facebook page. Please vote. And whoever loses next week has to do loser karaoke jesse what is your first topic this week well uh speaking of precious metals yep which is the team name (laughs) of my team (laughs) oh jesse that's hilarious um so uh president obama has weighed in on the importance of the penny Mm mm-hmm um, as we know, our neighbors to the north right. have been uh, legislating the removal of the penny from their currency system. Right. And as you may know, my home country, uh, the the great country of Australia, has eliminated the penny, which kind of sucks because they <laughs> it was a cute wombat on that penny. Oh, uh, did they call them wombies? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> 
But anyway, it, it's kind of uh, becoming a, a topic of discussion in the United States now. Should we use the penny? Eric, I want to know your thoughts on this, but first I have some information to throw out there. Okay. For one, every penny costs 2.41 cents to make. Perfect. Great investment. <laughs> Which is kind of insane. That, <laughs> and it, it comes to something like $58 million a year the U.S. government spends on making pennies. Fifty-eight Which million dollars. A, yeah, fifty-eight million compared to the not overall a, budget. <laughs> yeah, not a ton of money, but still, uh, like, I don't know that we need the government spending fifty-eight million dollars a year for us to have the convenience of a penny. Yeah, Felix Hernandez makes that in two years, so you're basically paying <laughs> double Felix, Felix Hernandez. I say, if the government could get two Felix Hernandezes, <laughs> then uh, then it's all worth it. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, but uh, basically, someone asked uh, Obama on some sort of like Google chat, um, uh-huh. I don't know, conference, <laughs> why we still use the penny. <laughs> and he said, that's a good question. I don't know. But in layman's terms, he was saying that uh, he's too busy to address the issue of the mm-hmm. penny, yeah. which makes sense. He's, well, he's the leader of the free world for crying out loud. Yeah, we're not some we're not some commonwealth <laughs> after all. <laughs> Which literally has currency in the title of what the country is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's no wonder they're so focused on it. Yeah. But uh, um here's something interesting that I didn't know is that um this issue's already kind of come up in terms of the military and when it comes to the army and the air force the exchange services on their bases round mm-hmm. up or down to the nearest nickel. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's already kind of implemented in the U.S. Army, which right. is obviously a branch of the government. Exactly. So, I mean, it's uh, partially implemented already. And here's something, mm-hmm. Eric. Yep. In 2006, uh, basically they changed the uh, – they changed the uh, – what do you call it? The percentage of materials in the penny. Right. They switched it from mostly copper to mostly zinc. Yep. Because copper prices were going way up. Mm-hmm. Copper wire and copper tubing, freaking expensive. But then zinc prices went up also. Oh. And in 2006, uh, the U.S. Mint prohibited the melting of pennies and nickels. <laughs> okay. And it was also made a crime – to carry more than $5 in one and five cent coins out of the country. What? Did you know that? More than $5? More than $5. Oh, man. Those, those is, car hoarders cannot go into Canada. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty easy <laughs> law to break without knowing. Yeah, you basically can't transport a couch over, over international lines. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's, there's been, uh, in 2011, an Ohio representative introduced the CENTS, C-E-N-T-S, mm-hmm. and Sensibility Act. Right. It's about smelling uh, good. Smelling good, feel good. Man- <laughs> mandate that pennies were made out of American steel and dipped in copper, but coincidentally, uh, Ohio happens to be a, Major producer in American steel. Right. See, this is what I was thinking. Is they should just make they should just make the pennies out of wood. 
that would be impossible to counterfeit. Exactly. And they would be super sturdy and not flammable. Yeah. And basically there's like all sorts of, there's this, um, let's see. Basically the zinc lobby has, Mm. uh, Yep. lobbied over $340,000 to try and keep the penny around. Yep, that pe- that zinc lobby. And uh, I found this website called uh, retirethepenny.org. Uh-huh. And um, basically yeah. it looks like something made in 1993 by a high school student. Okay. So About you- how the penny is stupid. And there's a lot of pictures <laughs> of pennies like on chairs, Adirondack chairs at the beach. Yep. And basically doing other things that uh, retired people do. Oh, I see. Actually retiring. Oh, wow. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the site right now. Well, at least <laughs> I have a Facebook page. I like where it says it makes sense. Yes. When, uh, it, when actually... It, please retire the sense and sense pun. Well, the thing is, it actually doesn't make sense. It makes nickels. <laughs> Hey-oh. hey I also love that they have a whole section that's dedicated to continuing to honor Abe. Yeah. <laughs> With, like, like, the worst CGI <laughs> picture of him ever. Like, like, it's that hard to find a picture of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, like, Abe is, he's already on two uh, of our currency. He doesn't need to be on, like. Yeah, he's on the $5 bill. Exactly. He has a whole monument. Right. You can do worse than just have a monument and be on the $5 bill. <laughs> you can do worse. What well, do you they, think about they, this, They Eric? took the monument the off. Penny. They took the monument off you? the penny. Did you know that? They it, did, and they put the kind of Iron Man-esque, or, I mean, sorry, Captain America-esque shield on right. it. Which I like. I kind of like, I just don't understand it. Because I, people were confused. Why? They were like, "Is this an ice cream cake? What is on my currency?" Right? Is this the is this the 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 thing from the neighborhood of make believe in Mister Rogers' neighborhood? Why is there an accordion on my penny? Right. Why do I even have a penny? Plus, the Avengers were huge during that time. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's your take, though, Eric? My take, and this might be even more controversial. So hold on to your hat. You want to bring back the half cent? <laughs> yes. Uh, my my take is that uh, why stop at the penny? Yeah, I, I think, think we need to do some serious house cleaning. I think that the most useless coin of them all is the nickel. The nickel, yeah, it's big, it's fat. It's big, it's fat, it's ugly. It's got Alexander Hamilton on it, who's another double up. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. It's it's like I don't think I've ever spent a nickel on anything. I I can't remember the last time I used a nickel, and yeah, just the just the girth of the thing. Just let's just round up to the ten the tenth cent. I agree. I do like that you can put a nickel on its side, right? And it it has the flat side. Yeah, no serrated edges, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though: if you take it up to the the dime, mm-hmm. is that Dwight D. Eisenhower? Yeah, that's Izzy. So he's he's almost a double up, right? Because he's on the fifty cent piece. Why? No, no, no. That's that's uh. Oh, that's JFK. That's JFK. You're right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I was mistaken. Also, I find it weird that Eisenhower is on a coin, but FDR is not. Yeah, that is kind of weird. So let's go ahead and move Eisenhower off the dime. 
make it the size Let's of take it. Benjamin Franklin off the hundo. He wasn't even a president. Yeah, that's true. We put FDR on there. He's the cr- I mean, he w- he was elected four times. Only president to be elected to more than two terms, and he was elected to four, and he won World War II, and he brought the country out of the Great Depression. <laughs> and he, and the whole time he was suffering from polio. Yeah, although, Eric, yes. you know, maybe I've stumbled onto something here. Okay. Maybe we don't need to be eliminating currency, but introducing some new ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe FDR should be the $4 bill. I like it. He was the Ford election president. That's true. Give it the four. I like that. Yeah. And uh, while we're at it, mm-hmm. why did they make a new coin for uh, the bicentennial? They made a bicentennial quarter. Right. Big whoop. Mm-hmm. They totally missed an opportunity to, pr- I mean, bicentennial. Right. Literally means two hundred. They right. should have made a two hundred dollar bill or a two dollar coin, like the loony. A two hundred or the toonie. Co- oh, a two dollar coin would actually be pretty. Li- it's been working in Canada for a long time. The toonie. You're onto something here. Yeah, because the one dollar coin is a perennial flop. Totally. But the two dollar coin, I think people might sign on to that. Well, this is the whole thing. I think you need to get rid of one dollar bills and two dollar bills and go straight to coins. Get rid of the dime and the penny and make the nickel with FDR on it. I think we figured this out. Wow. You've just cleaned you've cleaned up. I cleaned it all up. I just tidied up the place. So You uh, have my vote for uh, Secretary of Treasury. Thank you. I can't That's wait. That's an to... elected position, right? <laughs> so, no. Uh but <laughs> oh, speaking of which, did you see the new Secretary of Treasury's signature? Yeah, that's like six loops. In it's a row. just the most rinky-dink thing ever. So if we're if we're putting Charlie Brown's hair on our dollar <laughs> bills, <laughs> let's just do a big reboot of this. <laughs> we need a reboot. We need a reboot. Uh, so what if we brought down the currency though, so one dollar equals one cent? <laughs> Great, I would love that. That always really confuses me is when you go to countries and everything's like 6,000 of whatever it is. Right? We're on that track right now. Maybe we need to uh, reel it in a little bit. Yeah, or just reel it back in. (laughs) All right. Anyway, let us know what your currency ideas are. Go ahead and email us, personalarrogance at gmail.com. Jesse, you ready for some little trivia? Let's do eat. All right. I'm going to roll a six-sided die. Uh, I rolled a two. I don't want to do entertainment. Uh (laughs) <laughs> uh, rolled a three. We've History. retired the entertainment. Yeah, category. we're very close to retiring arts and literature as well. Uh, <laughs> but I rolled a three, so we're going to be doing history this week. Jesse, this is your forte. Don't screw it up. I'll try not to. Uh, we're going to do, be doing Genus 1 of Trivial Pursuit. Please play along at home. And Jesse, your first question is, who commanded the Allied landing at Normandy on D-Day? Wow, that's serendipitous. It was Dwight D. Eisenhower. Good old Izzy. I'll go with McCarthy just because, or MacArthur, not McCarthy, even though he wasn't around. General Dwight D. Eisenhower, you got it, J Dog. MacArthur was around. Well, he wasn't in the area. Oh, right. He was in the <laughs> Philippines. On the other side. <laughs> um, right. This was for me. What conflict was known as the war to end all wars? I believe that was World War One. Um, I will call, uh, you know, th- we don't have evidence that they didn't call the first Punic War that. That's true. So uh, that's my my take. You know, all those Punic War archives got lost by Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence the archivist. Uh, uh, World War One. I, I got it. 
All right. All tied up. <laughs> Jesse, this question is for you. What's the International Criminal Police Organization better known as? Interpol. Interpol. Also another band. I'm going to go with the FB Izzle. You got it, Interpol. Okay. <laughs> and uh, this one's for me. What was Jimmy Carter operated on for a while? Oh, this is a terribly written sentence. What was Jimmy Carter operated on for while serving as president? Uh, I'm going to say... Couldn't have been anything too serious. I'm going to say an appendectomy. Uh, gall- something gallbladder? Hemorrhoids. What? You want that to be national news? Put that on the coin. <laughs> you know, there is a provision. Uh, there is a provision in the U.S. Mint that uh, you have to be dead in order to be on U.S. currency. And it was put oh, on nuts. in the late 1800s because that was back when people were just, uh, you know, like each state has it had its own money. Mm. And this doctor put his face on a bunch of bills, and they're like, "Well, you got to be dead." And then he killed himself for the sake <laughs> of immortality. I'll show you the Massachusetts <laughs> state dollar will live on. <laughs> and then everyone was like, "Ah, who wants this dead weirdo <laughs> on our currency?" I don't know. Let's just go to the national. Let's put an eagle or a shield or something on there. <laughs> the Avengers were huge during that time. Jesse, you won. <laughs> Or Dr. Shield, you. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, you won this week, so you didn't lose everything, but I did win the roll off. So uh, I got the second topic this week. I'm going to be uh, talking about video games. I put a little video game uh, intro song together, so uh, I'm going to play that before I start jibber jabbing. Here, Here it is. Here we go. So that's the uh, that's our video game song, and a special thanks to Mark Griffin who put that music together for us. I'm gonna go right into video game news. We got some big news. This was brought up by Tony Blaze Serrano on our Facebook page, and it, it's been all over the the geek wire lately. Tonight, the uh, Sony announced the PlayStation Four and all of the cool things that will be happening with the PlayStation Four. Now, before we talk about this, Jesse, I think we need to put a disclaimer out there that we buy local. We are Microsoft Xbox 360 guys and not PS, PS, BS guys. I buy the best console. I, I don't care where it's made. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying if the PlayStation 4 has the chops to make me want to buy one, I'm going to buy one. Well, and this is the thing. So it came out tonight, and not only does it have an x86-64 AMD Jaguar 8 core CPU or that means. an enhanced AMD next-gen Radon GPU. Doesn't Radon kill you in your sleep? Uh, Yes, but it also turns you into a superhero. Oh, uh, Does it allow me to use my peers as uh, paddles? <laughs> as ping pong paddles. That's the only superhero hero power I have. Super Piro. Super Piro is my name. That's that's if you have friends who are superheroes, they're your super Piros. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, Justice there, League Assemble. There are some very cool things uh, about this. So, first of all, there's the controller. It's got a bet. It's got a. It's got an updated rumbler, which everybody wants. Uh, it's also got a touch screen, which is interesting. It doesn't really say what the resolution of the touch screen is. You know, I we've all been um, kind of waiting for that uh, screen on on the controller for games like Madden, so you can pick your plays without your friends seeing. Um, also games like Call of Duty, uh, where you have, uh, missions where somebody is kind of controlling the mission from the air, uh, or from a drone missile and they can, they can play that on their, on their console or on their controller while you play the first person event on the TV. This screen looks pretty small and it's apparently modeled after the PS Vita touchscreen, so... Uh, may not be the coolest thing in the world, but there is a little bit of a screen on the on the controller, which is neato. Ish. So, are you sold yet, Jesse? Uh, I I've already placed my order for seven, and then I heard that you can't do that. <laughs> so yeah. I bought a tent instead. Good for camping out at Best Buy. I'm camping out currently. Excellent. Well, the I'm next... coming to you live from the parking lot of Best Buy. <laughs> Great. Uh, the the next thing that's cool about the controller, and this is actually something that this is what started piquing my interest in the PS4, is the share button. So apparently they are uh, starting up their own PlayStation 4 social network that'll be on on uh, online, and and they're teaming up with third party developers like Facebook and, and that sort of thing. So you could share your events directly to Facebook or whatever social network you want uh, by just hitting the share button on the controller. Um, but one, the cool thing that, that I see in this is that you can also just instantly share what you're playing with your friends um, at any time. The reason why I think this is cool is because like when you guys are playing Halo and I come in for matchmaking, I have to sit there in the lobby for 15 minutes while you guys finish up your game, listening to you guys react to the blowing up world around you while I'm just sitting there looking at the halo screen and it's, uh, you know, the monks are singing to me, but in this way I could, I can actually sit there. I guess somebody did winter karaoke tonight, Uh, (laughs) but, uh, but this way I could actually just watch what you guys are playing, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think that's worth like $400. Well, not if you want to play halo, (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, the other part is that uh, this is the part that really, really did pique my interest a lot is is the integration with the PS Vita. So the Vita is the PlayStation handheld <laughs> console. And uh, basically, Sony said that they're going to uh, their goal is to make every PS4 title playable on the Vita, which means that you'll be able to be playing your game on your console and you have to leave somewhere. You got to go on an airplane on a trip. So you can then upload the game to your Vita. You can play it on the plane. You can play it while you're on your trip. You can come home, and then you can upload it back to your PS4, and you pick up where you left off. So it's a seamless uh, transition between your handheld experience and your console experience, which I think is pretty amazing. Um, it's something that, that you know should have been around a long time ago. Uh, but the... Sounds like a lot of promises here, man. That, that I mean... Especially since they use the word goal. Yeah, you know not what a goal is? It's <laughs> something that I can talk about how cool it would be and not actually deliver upon. 
or it's a really exciting event in a soccer stadium. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like this is going to be like the last U.S.-Canada friendly exhibition match I saw <laughs> in which no goals were achieved. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect analogy. Uh, Thank he, you. It, they also not only say it's their goal, they say it's their long-term goal. Oh, awesome. Um, so other things that suck about this are that the, uh, they let slip that the PS4 will not be backwards compatible to PS3. Um, and, uh, everything's going to be saved to the cloud, which is kind of neat, which I like. Um, so that your hard drive isn't going to fill up on your PS3. Uh, but they are saying that the cloud service, they're, they're, the, the cloud service will someday fulfill the demand for backwards compatibility. That's, that sounds yeah. like another US Canada friendly. <laughs> totally. Um, did, are we forgetting what happened to the PS3? What happened? Where, uh, well, you know, they got hacked. Yep. And like 500,000 people had their credit card information stolen. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the, their, uh, PS network was down for like four, over four weeks. Mm hmm. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're investing more heavily in that <laughs> and asking consumers to trust in that exact same service even more heavily. You have to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Are you insane? Uh, Jesse, there's also a personalized entertainment center. Well, you know, I do love my entertainment hyper-personalized. Yep, there you go. Uh, That is true. Now, this is absurd, especially because I'm someone – I play my Xbox offline. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to consume my stuff offline. Yeah. Yeah, that's – Why do I have to have a constant internet update, blah, 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 be constantly connected (laughs) to the internet and then rely upon your – Service, which has been proven in recent history to fail and be vulnerable yep. to access the stuff that I pay money for. Well, Jesse, this is the this is the whole crux of the issue: is that if you want to live in a world where you're not perpetually connected to the internet while you're playing a game, uh, you're going to be left behind pretty quickly. You better you better uh, dust off your N64. You know what? I'll dust off my checking account and just buy a bunch of Lego pieces. There you go. <laughs> and I'll be totally happy. <laughs> uh, or I'll so, buy more board games and play board games with my friends. So the the final big news on this is that uh, for the first time in history, you will be able to play a Bungie title on a PS system. And yeah. Destiny, which is the new Bungie game, is going to be available on the PS4. Sometime in 2014, yeah. maybe. And this is the... this. So Destiny is something that I'm very excited about. Um, basically what Destiny is, is it's Halo, but they put new skins on it and then did some other stuff with it. It's it's so funny because it's like they didn't really stray too far from the, uh, from the story of Halo with this Destiny thing. Basically, you're on Earth... You're a human. Uh, there's been these outside alien forces that have nearly destroyed the planet except for one town, which is has this thing called, I think it's a follower is above it. Uh, uh, that town is called Master Chief Phil. Right. And you grow crops and trade with your friends. <laughs> and instead of playing as Master Chief, you play as a guardian who is defending the universe from alien forces. 
Um, but there are some pretty cool elements to this. Uh, it takes place in our solar system, and you'll be able to um, jump from the Earth to the moon to Mars to Venus. That's what they've talked about so far, hopefully. Oh, and also moons of Jupiter. So it'll be cool. You get to explore the solar system a little bit, which I think is cool. Um, there'll be different aliens on every planet. Um, and, uh, and also the thing that makes it interesting is it's called, they're called, it's called a shared world shooter, which they're shying away from calling it an, M an MMO. But basically what it is, is it's in a perpetual world. So you'll be getting social network updates on your phone saying, Hey, uh, we're going to go, uh, take Venus tonight and then uh, you can go or, um, whenever you go into a new world, it will automatically matchmake you with other players who are in that world, which I think is pretty cool. It's basically taking matchmaking to the next level. Uh, and so you might run into other care, other players as you're going through your missions throughout this world. So it's taking elements of MMORPGs and elements of matchmaking and shooter and multiplayer play and kind of melding them together in this uh, futuristic solar system-based first-person shooter. But I'm excited about it. I think it'll be neato. What do you think, J-Dog? Uh, well, J-Dog is jaded. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I've heard this from, like, tribes and, like, a thousand different MMOs and right. everything. And, I mean, we'll see what they deliver, but I'm not going to get my hopes up until I see an actual functional product. Well, this is the whole thing, Jesse, is that it's not just any company that's doing this. It's the company that brought us Halo, which is, like, our favorite game. Like, if you're going to trust anybody, this is this is the company to trust? I don't um, know, man. Like, <clears throat> maybe Ford's a great automobile manufacturer, but they also put out the Fiesta. They put out the F-150, great, then that's a perennial all-star, but they also put out the <laughs> Fiesta. So I don't know. The, the modern Fiesta is a pretty good car. If you're talking about the late <laughs> 80s Fiesta, then we have another story. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but at the same time, I have very strong customer loyalty to Bungie. Um, I don't have customer loyalty to any publisher. Well, this isn't a publisher; it's a developer. Whatever. I've been burned too many times in the past. There's no way I'm going to get hyped up over something that's mm. promising a bunch of stuff, and they don't even have screenshots. They have art. Well, they had... art, art is cool and all, but that's not. That's not actual tactile gameplay or anything. It's a yeah. bunch of ideas. Like, I could sit here and be like, I have the best idea for a game. You have a bunch of uh, <laughs> gold, and that's the standard of your currency, but maybe it's silver. And then uh, you have hedge funds, and hedge funds are awesome, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and um, it probably wouldn't be fun. All right. Well, I don't know. I, I'm keeping my hopes up. I'm excited to see this at PAX next year. Uh, I was hoping that it would be uh, uh, like a launch title for the Xbox 720, but apparently they're going cross-platform, which I don't blame them. I mean, why why would you ex why would you confine yourself to a single console? Um, but I don't know. I'm keeping my I'm keeping my uh, keeping my hopes up for this one because also I you know I'm not into MMOs, and this could be like the first MMO type experience on a console that I would actually get into because. Everything seems to be working uh, from what I've heard so far. So, anyway, mm. that's Destiny. That's the PS4. Your thoughts, please email us, 
personalergates at gmail.com. Jesse, what's your second topic? Well, um, continuing the tech trend, uh, we've been her- hearing a lot of news about the uh, Google Glass. Mm-hmm. You've heard about this? Yeah, Basically, the Google Goggles? It, yeah, it's Google Goggles, but they're, uh, I guess, rebranding it as Google Glass. Because yeah. it's a pair of glasses that you would wear. Because Google Goggles sounds ridiculous. It it really does. <laughs> I would love to have been the like intern mm-hmm. who was like, Google Glass would be cool. <laughs> I would and then they to killed be... him and buried him in the Mojave Desert and was like, that was our... Uh, <laughs> That was our president's idea. Yeah, I would I would hate to be that intern. Would you? Yeah, there'd be no no you'd find no glory in that. Anyway, so what's Google Glass about? I don't know. You could be the guy that's like when you're getting coffee for your boss, being like, I came up with Google Glass. And then he's like, Yeah, can you clean up my dog's shit? It just shit on my carpet. I will do that, boss, after I come up with another great idea like Google Glass that you didn't come up with, Google Glass. <laughs> so what's going on with Google Glass? Well, I mean, it sounds like they've kind of gotten the framework, uh-huh. as it were, for uh-huh. it, uh, which is basically uh, glasses you wear that uh, they would display information like if say you look at a building and it's like I know what this building is and this is the reviews for it and let me give you this information if you want it. Uh-huh. And you look at a person and you're like is this person on the sex offender registry? Yes or no? And they're like nope, it's cool. <laughs> Go ahead and shake that person's hand. Don't ride the bus with Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> you will freak out. It's just red alert all the time. Yeah. Re- 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 get off bus now. Re- re- <laughs> You are in danger. God. <laughs> but uh, uh, the thing is that now they are trying to partner up with certain, uh, I guess, uh, optical producers mm-hmm. to find more fashionable frames. Excellent. So um, uh, what what they're saying, the glasses are a major step towards a dream of what's known as ubiquitous computing. Yeah. The idea that computers and the internet will be accessible anywhere, and we can ask them to do things without lifting a finger. (laughs) This is the begin of the decline of Western civilization (laughs) as we know it. Uh, Or the big, if you mean that in that all civilization, Western, Eastern, Northern, and Southern will become unanimous as a global (laughs) civilization, Eric. No, what I mean is that no one will get any work done. Anyway, uh, there there was an interesting quote here because I, I thought the whole like we need to find more fashionable frames for these things is a little bit silly. And I read this article and it basically ended with uh, if you do things that are very useful, it becomes fashionable. Okay. I think if you had the ugliest frames ever, but you had these like sweet Google goggles that basically showed you all sorts of information from your eyes at the I don't know, especially if I like a neurological input where you could communicate with it without speaking. Yeah, which we talked about last week's show. Exactly. So plugging stuff it's like your the brain. evolution of cyborgism. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't – the fashion would follow it. It would become fashionable because it's so damn cool. Well, Jesse, I think that there's one company that kind of disproved that. Bluetooth headsets? No. Apple. Apple said – 
you know what? You can have your computer, and it can be the coolest computer in the world. It can have a super fast processor. It can have tons of RAM. It can have the best video card and the best sound card. It can have the best display. But guess what? It's not as cool as an Apple product because an Apple product is fucking cooler. And that is what happens. And what percentage of the PC or computing market does Apple control? Well, let's just take a look at two companies, Microsoft or Apple. Which one is more profitable? Right now, Apple is. So Mm -hmm. there you gizzle. Well, so there you are Mm -hmm. with your freaking iPad. Trying yeah. to be all cool. Yeah. And then I have my Google goggles. I'm like, oh, look at this <laughs> funny video of, of you in a uh, middle school band where you pooped your pants and then ran off stage. <laughs> How cool are you now, Apple? Exactly. I just uploaded that into my eyes. Look, I'm sharing it with my buddies. All my buddies who have Google goggles right now, they that's, all saw that. How that's... cool are you, Mr. iPad? <laughs> Not very. Well, that's the other thing that's that's kind of awful about this is that, like, now you you oh can't. you're blushing right now I I am uh, actually recording that I just uploaded it to YouTube Google Goggle Edition you can't see that on your iPad but we can oh a million likes already <laughs> hilarious I just feel like I don't want to live in the world where the only way you can get away from advertisements is by closing your eyes <laughs> that's a good point yeah. <laughs> but I already kind of live in that world Eric yeah. I, uh, here's a personal lamentation. Right. I, I work, where I work, we have a, uh, a FM radio that we uh-huh. listen to all day long. Uh huh. And, uh, on days where I start the shift, we listen to 1077 the end. On days where my boss listens to, uh, starts the shift, he listens to 102.5 KZOK. Yeah. And that's just incentive and, for you to get there early. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, um, KZOK constantly, I mean, 20 plus times in an eight hour shift has Danny Bonaducci trying to sell me a mattress. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's implanted in my brain. I could recite the <laughs> advertisement to you right now in D- Danny Bonaducci's voice. Uh-huh. It's that prevalent. And I'm, I mean, it's hey, already man, there. Don't knock it till you try it. We actually bought our mattress from Danny Bonaducci. It was secondhand, <laughs> but it is still super comfy. <laughs> it smells a lot like eight-hour energy. <laughs> it smells exactly like eight-hour energy. Citrus flavor. Uh-huh. And chew tobacco. Yeah. So, Delicious, but it's that that uh, just let the tobacco smell and caffeine residuals lull you to sleep. Danny Bonaduce's <laughs> oh use mattress. That's the thing in his advertisement is like, you need a sleep country bed. You're, we'll even get rid of your nasty old mattress. I'm like, Danny, my na- mattress is fine. <laughs> Maybe your mattress is disgusting, but my mattress is actually in high, top quality condition. Stop projecting your mattress on me, Daniel. Exactly. Literally. He's throwing mattresses at me all day. Well, and also, I mean, I, I would, I would challenge the listener to look around you right now and see how many advertisements are actually around you. Even in your home. Like, everything's an ad these days. Everything is an ad. When I was a boy, when this I was a boy, the 2013 Kia Sorento. Yeah, Kia Sorento. Step into the 2013 Kia Sorento. 
nothing more fashionable or practical <laughs> or rugged. Something for all your family members. Kia Sorrentos. Hit them up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Sleep Country, we're still waiting for a copy. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Google Goggles, first of all, it's ridiculous to say it. Even Google Glass, because it just Google sounds glass? like Google Glass. Like well, the that's the dolls. thing is, Google, I wonder how they feel about this, because yeah. I kind of established a precedent right. of a absurd so, name to begin with. And also, their whole thing is don't be evil. And this sounds like the beginning of evil. It's just the beginning of you'll never turn this off. I mean, I just imagine the the idea of like a married couple just sitting there in silence, staring forward into their Google Glass uh, for hours in bed instead of speaking to each other. They're just sitting there checking their Netflix on Google Glass. Well, you know, uh, some some couples would say that's a bonus. Well, that's that's that really bones me out, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not <laughs> not me personally. Well, anyway, Google Glass. I'm I'm giving it a thumbs down for right now. Jesse, what are you giving it? Wow, we're it's been a while since we've done this. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it one thumbs up. Okay. We shall see. Okay. Well, uh I think that's that's all the time we have for topics. Um before we move into our recommendations, we got a couple of house cleaning things to talk about. First of all, don't forget to uh send us a voicemail, guys. We didn't get any voicemails this week and we're super bummed about it. I want to hear your voice. Yeah, Dennis Kleinbeck. And Dotsie. Dotsie. D&D, baby. Come on. That way we're friends. Uh, Or any of our listeners can give us a call, 360-362-0024. If you call us, we will, I repeat, we will play it on the podcast. I don't care what you say. We will play it on our podcast. If you just call us, 360-362-0024. Um... And uh, you can always write us an email, personalarrogance at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. We've been getting a bunch of Twitter likes lately. We've also been getting uh, a bunch of uh, rate and reviews on iTunes. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, it's 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 our ad time. Um, so you thought listening to this podcast was just fun. You thought it was just, oh, this is a fun thing that happens to my ears. But guess what, guys? It gets better. Not only can you just have fun listening to us, but you can also win a Kindle Fire. That's right, guys. Bald Move, the Bald Move Network, is giving away a Kindle Fire. This is a tablet. It's cool. It's fun. And it's in color. Um, NHD. I have one. I actually use mine all the time. Yeah. Daily. We're just giving it away to one of our listeners. Guys, we're not like a big conglomeration. We're not like Earwolf or Adam Carolla. We're just a bunch of people who like to podcast. But we're still giving away free junk to you because we love you so freaking much. We love you. And we love putting our sound in your ears. Here's the details of the contest. Bald Move is giving away a free Kindle Fire. How do you win? It's easy. Just promote one of our shows, preferably Personal Arrogance, on Twitter. Leave us an iTunes review or promote us on some other social media site. And enter the link to your promotion to baldmove.com slash contest. There's a little form there. Um, remember, for us to verify your link, it must be publicly viewable. So basically all you do is you either uh, put something on Facebook about uh, Bald Move, about Watching Dead, about the Because Show, about Personal Arrogance, and then you just uh, send us the link to that uh, that comment. Uh, you can send it to us. We have the form all set up at baldmove.com slash contest. 
You can enter as many times as you promote our link. Just fill in the form for each time you do it. After the contest is over, we will randomly select an entry and inform you by email that you have won a Kindle Fire. The contest runs uh, till March 19th. So, guys, get on it. Win a Kindle Fire. All you have to do is say, personal arrogance rules here, find them here, and then put and then go to baldmove.com slash contest and tell us that you did it, and then you're entered. It's pretty easy. So if you want the details, go to baldmove.com slash contest, um, and there you go. That's it. Do it. It's easy. It's cool, and you should do it because, um, well, everyone loves an underdog, right? Everybody loves an underdog. We're a little bit of the underdog in this fight. We so. are the underdog in in the in the bald move world. We are the we're the small puppy. But guess what, guys? We got a big bite. Mm-hmm. And our big bite. And is we our, need you to be that bite. Yeah, we need our listeners to be that bite. So please, guys, go on there, check it out, baldmove.com/contest, um, and and do it. Uh, speaking of which, we have a brand new bald move member of the bald move family. We're very very excited. Up yours downstairs. The great, great Downton Abbey podcast is now a part of the Bald Move Network. Uh, couldn't be happier about this. I know that uh, there are a lot of uh, a lot of people out there who love Downton Abbey and who cry and laugh and and gasp at every episode. But guess what? Nobody cries, laughs, or gasps louder than Kelly and Tom from the Up Yours Downstairs podcast. Please check them out. BaldMove.com. They're part of the family. And uh, we're very, very happy to have them. Also, you can you can like them on Facebook. Right now, they have six six six. That's the number of likes they have on Facebook, which I think is kind of so. Cute. Don't ruin yeah, that. So don't for ruin God's that. Sake. <laughs> Leave like it us there. Instead. <laughs> uh, but up yours downstairs. We couldn't be happier that you're here. Of course, the Watching Dead is back. Uh, so that's happening. We have the the Bald Move TV podcast. We got the Because Show. Uh, watch uh, the Game of Thrones. Uh, Night's Watch is coming up. So, guys, Ball Move is throwing a bunch of shit in your ears and listen to it because it tastes so great from your eardrum taste buds. All right, Jesse, ready for a reco? Yes, sir. What's your first recommendation? Oh, uh, springing it on me. Yeah. Well, uh, it's more of a hypothetical recommendation. A friend of mine on my Facebook feed had the funniest idea. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like if we all get in our collective consciousness, it just might happen. <laughs> okay. And see, idea is it's the name of the next Die Hard movie. Okay. So I just want everyone to think about it and put those mental waves out there. Maybe it'll happen. Uh-huh. Eat shit and die hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Would that even, be the best? Dude, there was a show on CBS starring William Shatner called Shit My Dad Says. So if that can happen, then definitely Bruce Willis could be in a movie called Eat Shit or Yeah, Die Hard. but it was all bleeped out is the thing. Well, it would have to be for the for the It, for it the was posters. bleeped out on, uh, on Shit My Dad Says. Yes, I know, but it would have to be for the posters as well. Right. But there could eat, be a Red Band trailer. There could be a Red Band trailer. Eat Shit and Die Hard. I Love always it. just thought it should just be old habits died hard because now he's getting so old. Oh, no, that's really good, too. Yeah. Well, well we need two movies then. <laughs> What's your record? Uh, my first record this week is actually going to be, Jesse, this is going to be a little controversial, but please hear me out. This is a Fuck ca- you. I'm sorry. 
it's this is a uh, a preemptive uh, fuck you for this, but it's a pre- it's a it's a Kevin Smith podcast. This is one of the Smodcasts, and I've been listening to the hell of it. Uh, I've been listening to the hell out of it this week, and it is uh, Fat Man on Batman, uh, where Kevin Smith each week interviews somebody from the Batman universe, whether it's Adam West or whether it's Mark Hamill or whether it's somebody from. Uh, one of the writers, uh, Scott Snyder was on there. Um, he's right now I'm listening to, uh, the podcast where he's talking about all of the animated, uh, TV series, which I grew up on as a kid. And it's just a lot of Batman love. And, uh, that's why I had to put Batman on my dodgeball team. Cause, uh, I love Batman and this is really fun. It's fun to listen about Batman every week. Uh, probably my favorite superhero. So if you like Batman too, fat man on Batman, it's worthwhile. That's hilarious. Why? Oh, it's just a great name. Yeah, it is a good name. And he says it's it's from the Fat Cave every week. And the other thing about it is you can <laughs> Fat Cave. You can audibly hear him smoking marijuana throughout the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like you could hear the lighters, like in the same way you could hear us drinking beer, like popping beer bottles and burping. Uh, you can hear him like uh lighting the lighter, and then he you can hear him like just going to coughing fits, and he just leaves it in. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway. Uh, and then when he gets on a tangent, he calls it a pothole, which I think is pretty funny. Um, anyway, this is... Yeah, that's actually... There's a lot of good goofs there. It's a goof thing, but it's also it's really solid. interesting. It's a solid podcast. Fat Man on Batman. Jesse, what's your recommendation? Uh, there was a great episode of Stuff You Should Know podcast mm-hmm. recently on brain myths. Yeah. So basically, uh, popular myths about the brain. Uh, are they true or not? Spoiler alert, they're not because they're myths. So... <laughs> Real interesting to listen to, though. <laughs> they should just get the Mythbusters on those. Well, they're busy. Yeah. Uh, Adam Savage actually has his own podcast. It's called The Still Untitled Podcast. It's mildly interesting if you're looking for a podcast I to listen to. always confuse him with that other Dan Savage. Yeah, I know. I It's like an impossible roadblock in my brain to overcome. They need to have a, a podcast together. Oh, that would be the best. Savages. They could blow savages. They could blow up dildos and stuff. <laughs> It'd be awesome. All right. My, uh, my second invitation this week is going to be Airbnb. This is what, where we stayed when we were in Whidbey Island. We stayed in an Air, Airbnb, and it was awesome. Like, it was very cheap. We got a good room. We got, like, a, a, a bathroom that was nice. <laughs> but the kicker wow, was... you're really selling it. Yeah, I really got to sell it. Uh, Did you get Airbud? Uh, we is got Airbud. the beats? We got Airbud on D and D. You get I mean, Airbud and a bathroom. Yes. Uh, a bit. We also got a hot tub, which was great. It was it was a really nice place and it was very cheap. And there are a lot of places on there where you can rent out a whole uh, apartment or a whole house for like less than a hundred dollars a day, which is cheaper than a hotel room. Um, so Airbnb, it's a good place, especially if you're going to a con. Check it out for PAX East. Check it out for uh, for Comic Con down in San Diego. Uh, check it out for PAX. Um, uh, I would highly recommend Airbnb. I had a, I had nothing but a pleasant experience there, so do it. And I think that's about it, Jesse. I think we got everything covered. Do you have anything else for us? Um, just personal anecdotes. Oh, okay. You got like a forty-five minute topic we could delve into. Mm-hmm. I sure do. <laughs> okay, I'll save it for next week. Save it for next week, uh, listener. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We always appreciate it, and we'd like to remind you that wherever you go, 
and whatever you do. Please. God bless America. Stay. Ah, oh, crap. Ha <laughs> ha